Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. In the first reading we have today at Mass from the prophet Isaiah, we hear the Lord say through the prophet, Come now, let us set things right. My heart was pierced by those words. I thought I was going to be preaching about this whole call no one on earth, father, all that business, but I I just couldn't get past. Come now, let us set things right. Because we might ask the father, I sat there and I asked the father, what things? And he responds, all things, my son, all things broken, all things disjointed, all things dead and decaying, all things that are not in harmony with my loving will for creation, all things that have hurt and wounded you, all loves lost, all loved ones lost, all lies, all injustice, all the deaths of all the innocents, all the murders, abuses, and thefts, and every shattered masterpiece, every burned down cathedral, every broken heart, every place where Eden was lost, just to say everywhere, every corruption, every deceit, every tear shed, all things. And he says, again, at the end of the book, at the end of the story, behold, I make all things new. If you've been coming to Father Ryan's mission these past few nights, you've been hearing how he's been inviting us to get in touch with our hearts and those longings and those desires. And as I sat with my heart listening again, come let us set things right, I just felt welling up in me this overwhelming sense of just how things, like all things, are just not as they were meant to be. Like things are just so not as they are meant to be. And I, I know I'm not the only one who looks out at what's going on in our world, on the evening news, on social media, everywhere that just feels this way. Like, what is going on? War, rumors of wars, gas prices. Should we talk about gas prices? I won't talk about gas prices. Inflation, the cost of food, corrupt politicians and corrupt oligarchs on other sides of the world who their corruption seems to be affecting our life. The corruption of tech billionaires and hypocritical celebrities, like the center is not holding, and that's outside of the church. And within the church, it just seems to be all the more magnified. All sorts of things are happening. This bishop versus this bishop, this cardinal versus this cardinal, plummeting vocations, closing of churches, closing of schools. Lord, what is going on? It shouldn't be this way, right? That's what wells up in my heart. It shouldn't be this way. Who will fix this? Who will set things right? Who can amend this broken body, right, from the shattered cookie jar on the floor to the shattered child of divorce to the mountain of innocent corpses heaped up in the 20th century to the holocaust of abortion to the third grader walking home from school shot dead on the streets in Detroit? Like, who's going to atone for all this? Who will gather all the broken pieces of all the broken hearts of all those who sit on the the long mourner's bench of human history. Like, I can't do it. You can't do it. None of us, none of us are capable, matched to the task of fixing things, setting things right. Nobody, of course, except for God. And so he does, though. Not compelled, but out of immense mercy and love, he does. He plunges like this swan dive 
from the heights of perfection, the heights of glory, into the icy depths of this shattered world of ours, into our shattered humanity. And that's what it looks like when God begins to set things right. That, right there, that's what it looks like. And Jesus, before his passion, he says, when I am lifted up on the cross, when I am lifted up, I will draw all men to myself. Like all the broken pieces of the Father's shattered creation, they find their mosaic, right? Coming to Christ on the cross. Remember that moment when Jesus is in dialogue with Pontius Pilate and he says to him, for this reason I have come into the world. Like he came to affect this, this fixing, Right? It might not look like the solution that you or I would have imagined or that you and I would have dreamt up, but it is the only solution. It's the only solution. And Jesus, right, on that Friday that we call good, he said, like through clenched teeth, you have to imagine, it is finished. It's finished. He did not mean that the suffering and the loss and the rivers of tears are things of the past. It is finished means that they do not have the last word. It means that love has the last word. That's what that did. Love has the last word. He's done the thing that none of us could do. He's accomplished the thing that God, through Isaiah, hundreds of years before the birth of Christ, God promised that he would do. I will set things right. That's what the word righteousness means, dikaiosune in the Greek. It means it's better to think of it as rectification. He's rectifying things. He's putting the pieces back together. The good creation that the Father loved, he doesn't just etch-a-sketch it out of you know, existence. He's not like, ah, forget it, right? I want to fix it, he says. I want to bring all the shattered pieces back together. The cross means that the horror is not the last word. At the heart of the horror is hope. Because at the heart of the horror and all the horrors that we've experienced, that we see in the world, that we've ever imagined and devised and carry out against each other in this fallen, broken world, at the heart of the horror is Christ. Come, let us set things right. And the word is made flesh. Amen.